last time on Dice Heist. As the rage of battle subsides, the group is shocked at how much of a fight four kobolds gave them. Adam takes a look in one of the kobolds' mouths to find small shards of glass that seem to have come from the same vials found in the warehouse. The group searches the area for clues, but is unable to determine where the perpetrator went. After the backup team arrives, the group decides to check out one of the three other tunnels at this intersection. As they come to a large opening, Bertram is assaulted by a giant crocodile and dragged into the murky water before breaking free and backing up out of reach of the croc. When the team heads back to the intersection to search another tunnel, Bertram gets upset that the other team didn't come after them when he was attacked. However, this just turns into Bertram being called a little girl and the other guy being told you might be a real cop someday. Once the grumpy Bertram has the last word, the group checks another tunnel before coming to the conclusion that the perp is probably long gone and might have left the sewers entirely. The group heads back to the precinct for some cleanup and medical attention. Then, Adam heads to the lab to assist with running some tests. The medical examiner shows what he has found so far, and the results are shocking. It seems the drugs the kobolds took caused permanent damage to their skeletal structure and their brains, and that they would have died within hours anyway from taking the drug. Dirk takes some time to reconjure his familiar Zed after he was brutally defeated in the sewers. The group reconvenes as they are all called the conference room to get everyone on the same page. everybody. Hi again. Welcome to Dice Heist, where we roll the dice and see what we can get away with. I'm Bronson, playing Adam Vadova, our rogue wizard. How about you, Aaron? My name is Aaron. I'll be playing Bertram Dirgstroyd, our resident bard and uh, workplace feud starter. And over <laughs> to you, Nick. Yeah, hey guys, I'm Nick. I'm playing Dirk Vilgoff, and he's feeling pretty good now that he's finally reunited with Zed after having him smushed in the sewers over to you dm yeah i totally forgot that zed uh got smushed last uh time but uh hey guys this is Raceland. uh your dm and we're back on dice heist uh so last time the guys finally made it out of the sewers got back to the precinct and got cleaned up so they're i'm sure feeling a little less grimy now and Adam did some investigating in the labs with the teams and the the techs, uh, trying to figure out what the substance was that the uh, kobolds had gotten their hands on. We kind of wrapped up as they were being ushered into the conference room to go over with 
uh, Sir Mudbreaker, everything that has been collected so far. So uh, we start off immediately in there uh, and standing kind of at the front of the conference room. Uh, there's a long table in front of there with several chairs. Um, you each have your own seat there that you normally sit at. So you sit, uh, there's a handful of texts across from you. Mudbreaker sits, um, normally just to the, uh, side of the head of the table. Uh, and one of the texts is standing down at the end of the table, um, in front of, uh, a chalkboard. Kind of waiting for everyone to be seated and then begin addressing you. How many people total are in the in the room, like part of this? There's three of you sitting uh, next to Mudbreaker, uh, and across the table there are uh, three techs, and the one that's the medical examiner who is standing up at the front of the table. Uh, in addition, there's also two other uniformed uh, officers sitting down at the very end of the table as well. One of them is the one that kind of um, was on the scene first, and the other is uh, one of the team of three, assuming the uh, the head of that team, um, the one that Bertram was having a bit of a tissy with earlier. That was like the collection team that came to pick up the bodies, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, so Mudbreaker kind of stands up and says, all right, we need to figure out what's going on here. There's been too much happening so far without us figuring this out. This is should have been a closed in and out case to figure out who stole this shit, but it's being dragged out here. And there's you know investigation into the death of these individuals here, which obviously was self defense. Looking at the situation, as he kind of motions to you to kind of calm you, as you might have been afraid that he meant that uh, that was unjust. Uh, right. This this case should have been in and out, and it's it's just blowing up on us. So we need to get we need to get on this fast. Uh, the higher ups are starting to put pressure on me to close this as quickly as possible because Alchemco doesn't doesn't want this to be a bigger deal than it needs to be. You know how secretive these companies can be. So what do we got so we can get this in and out quickly? Um, and he kind of motions over the examiner to kind of begin. And uh, well. We got a report back from a Calchemco on the substance that Adam had sent into them. However, it's it's apparently classified, whatever the substance is. Uh, they gave us the code as substance 0861-054, but I, I've never seen that substance code before, and I mean... They won't give us any more information on it, which is just bizarre. Uh, our tests in the lab show that there's some evidence that uh, some sort of growth potion is being used in it, but other than that, we're not sure either. I, I think we're going to have to have someone dig in a little bit deeper at the source to find out what this is and, you know, what was being stolen uh, our other evidence shows that the vials that were in the crates being destroyed ha were actually the substance as well. We've confirmed that. Um, the acid that melted through or appeared to have melted through the brick um, left behind a gooey residue uh, and we were able to take some samples. It seems like it's some sort of high-powered stomach acid. I'm not really sure. 
from some sort of amphibious creature. The glass that was collected by you guys, as he points to the three investigators, uh, you mentioned that there was you showed us these larger pieces of glass that don't fit into uh, the shape of the small vials. Uh, it seems to have come from a large uh, curved tank of some sort. However, we did not find any evidence of there being said tank there, um, but the glass seems to have been broken fairly fresh as there was no fragments, you know, split off from it, really. Hmm. Let me think. Tank, I don't... glass, yeah. a growth drug of some sort, and stomach acid from an amphibious creature? Sounds like something got beefed up and broke out of there. Sounds yeah. like some sort of creature. The evidence seems to point to that, but what was in the warehouse doesn't. I, I don't know. Uh, Bertram, you talked to the guard, correct? I did. Did you get anything from her? Not not much. Uh, she very much was uncomfortable speaking with me, which is unusual, let's just say. Uh the the one guy at the end kind of snickers as he hears you say that. I'm sorry, are we inviting the peanut gallery here? Anyway, as I was saying, both her and the foreman really stuck to the company-approved information. There's clearly something else going on here. I think Alchemco's involved. Maybe they stole it from themselves. But really, there's no strings to pull. From either of them. Yeah. I don't know. This definitely seems fishy, says uh, uh, Mudbreaker. Alchem goes not always the most upfront with their dealings, obviously, but malicious, maybe not. I don't, I don't know why they would steal from themselves. Why? What's the motive there? So they can have a degree of separation for whatever they plan to use it on. Hmm. It's a fair point. Could be as simple as insurance fraud, honestly. Well, to do that, I think they'd have to prove how valuable the stuff is, and to do that, they'd have to actually tell anyone what what they're actually making. I I don't know if that is it, because they aren't telling us, and we're the ones trying to help them find it again. We're also not the ones insuring them or their goods. We have no idea who's doing that, if anyone, other than themselves. They might be financially fit enough to just eat the costs. We don't really know a lot about Alchemco, but we should start learning more about them. What we do know of the warehouse, at least what the foreman told me, is that it's a place for waste product. And that's clearly not what we have here. Um, I don't know of anyone that wants to buy the runoff, as it were. So, mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. So obviously we need to figure out what's actually in these vials. We need to go down, you three should go down to El Chemco and get some more information from them. Their head office should be able to give us more information. This is their case, this is their warehouse. Hopefully we can get something else from them. If they're the culprits in this, they'll shove us to some to the side, but we got to try. 
there's that's that's our best bet here is to go at this uh, head on and figure out what's going on here i get the feeling alchemco is going to be as deceitful as their other related employees uh yeah never know though it could be something else going on they could have been paid off by the by the thief you never know yeah I this could know. be a bigger operation than we're is being let on here. I didn't want to point any fingers without any hard evidence, but it kind of sounds like there's a good chance Alchemco is working with some other criminal underworld activity. And who knows, this could just be a disgruntled employee as well. I mean, get one high enough up, might not be, they might be operating under Alchemco and doing these shady things, but... Right. Hmm. I don't know. I, I think we need to talk to El Camco and see how willing they are to cooperate to kind of move forward at least. I also wanted to ask you, Raislin, because mm-hmm. uh, Bronson forgot about this until looking at his notes, but I feel like Adam would have remembered to try to run tests on it. That white dust stuff that we found around like the cover of the original manhole near the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, would we be able to recon and say that Adam would have had that tested too? Yeah. Yeah, so you had that tested, and that was just salt from the sea water. Okay. Yeah. You found some small traces of, like, algae in there as well, but nothing. Got it. All right. Nothing that you think is useful here. If we could also, and I guess, does Adam know if anyone in the room in particular, like, has the responsibility of actually gathering intelligence or, like, just gathering information on shit like for example uh gathering all you know public knowledge of alchemco or gotcha or something like that yeah so uh normally that would be left to one of the two officers at the end of the table uh that are just kind of like your grunt work right now okay uh so the one her name is uh uh kate sits at the end of the table um i can i can run some information if you need me to just tell me what i need and i I can get that together for you. Well, we need trying to narrow down more specifically what I what information I want from Alchemco. Well, Mudbreaker suggested that you three of you go down there and talk to him because he's worried that sending anyone else to just get information might lead read mis like misdirection or you know them trying to be deceitful if they're actually the culprits of this. You know, so he wants you three to actually go down and figure that out um, because. You know, you'll be able to pick up better on certain things, you know? I got you. Then I would ask Kate for information on, like, who, A, who, like, owns Alchemco, or, like, who, if it's more than one person, who are they? Um, mm-hmm. And then I would also want to know if we've had any past run-ins with Alchemco, and if we have, who did who did we talk to that way maybe we'll have an easier time uh communicating with alchemco if if we've already dealt with a person or two in the past yeah so i'm actually going to leave that up to you if one of you guys would like to use one of your contact points right now you can do that to say that you have a contact with uh alchemco i have none i have no contact points in, in your past dealings i have a contact there okay yeah so uh Bertram knows the guy again. 
this hopefully won't end as bad as the first guy he knew. Uh, Uh, but you'd know um, one of the lab technicians down at the main office uh, in the center of the city. And Adam would also request from Kate a map or like blueprint of the, of the sewers. That way we can just have it on our person if we need to revisit that area. Yeah. Yeah. Not a problem. She says, yep, I can go down to city records and get that myself right away. Bonus points for a laminated one. <laughs> it's gonna be yucky what? down there. So L- laminated. <laughs> I, I I was making that up on the spot. I don't know if laminated <laughs> shit is no, uh, no. a technology that we're capable of here. Yeah, that maybe that. Yeah, okay. Some, something yep, that to like, help waterproof it against fucking sludge and shit, so it doesn't just become paste as soon as we dip ourselves in. That's uh, that's a fair point. Yep, uh, I'll get right on that. Uh, excuse me, and she uh, stands up and uh, heads out. Uh, send me a message, and as she's dipping out, she kind of leans back and uh, send me a message on the notepad if you need anything else. Um, I'm gonna head down right away to get that as soon as possible. Thanks, Kate. Well, now, Bertram, you talked with the the dock master, correct? The uh, yes, the gentleman in charge of the warehouse. Yeah, so wh- what information did you get on him? As far as the schedule, anything from that? Uh, um, did you get any more information from him on that? The schedule pertaining to the daily activities? Uh, no, what was displaced today, maybe, you know, how would that have interfered with the the run of things maybe this was just a diversion to you know disrupt traffic for some reason uh it's kind of the angle i'm going on this i gotta say i don't follow you there Uh. no uh so what he's asking is um were you able to get the information on what things should have gone out that were rescheduled because of the um investigation taking up the time and not being able to be the uh the warehouse being unable to be unloaded at that time i see what he's saying he's trying to get the information that you were not able to get basically is what he's asking because you remember i don't know if you remember but um you asked for the manifest of what was supposed to go out from that warehouse that day yeah the manifest of like what's what what are the op- items in the warehouse yeah and he was being kind of like no right. i can't give that right. to you so i didn't thing. i didn't in my mind i didn't i didn't ask him anything about this shipping oh. schedule or anything like that so I that's see. where you lost me okay i'm sorry um, no uh they as i said they gave us the company line and would not uh share any useful information all right well i think i think this is all we can get from here uh the three of you should head down to alchemco and talk to your contact i'd send him get a get an appointment with him as soon as possible Maybe see if he can get you in contact with someone else higher up to talk to about this incident. Um, this is a police matter that they're requesting our assistance on, so don't feel feel free to, you know, twist that angle on them. But if we don't find something, you guys are going to need to head back into those sewers without this info and just try and find something else. Because um, that's the only lead we got right now. Yeah, 
I, I don't know if we can just close this case as is, so gonna have to put a little bit more effort into it, so all right. Let me know if you find anything. I got other things to attend to, and he stands up and waddles his large short self out of the room. Before he before he leaves, Adam would uh speak up real quick. Can we while we're talking with Alchemco, can we work on getting a warrant to search the contents of the warehouse? I mean, I can have someone look into that. I don't know if that's going to really lead up anything, but I'll get it started. Might take a few days, though, so. Okay. All right. Thanks. We'll get working. All right. See you guys back here in a few hours, I hope. And he leaves. If all goes well. (laughs) Yep. If all goes well. Adam was, like, worried that we're going to get fucking kidnapped by Alchemco. <laughs> we know too much. All right. Uh, yeah, Adam would, I guess, wait for Bertram and Dirk to start getting ready to leave. And, um, guys, do we want to take our quad motor over? Or do you think it's a short enough distance that we could just walk? Uh, I don't know. How far is it? Yeah, with Dirk's knowledge of like the city layout and uh navigation would would he have a good idea yeah it's a it's like a whole other district away okay so yeah we'll we'll hop on our quad motor then your contact is actually outside of your jurisdiction so okay Ooh, i didn't think about jurisdiction this whole time where is our so like so you guys are part of the east gate uh quad or section of the city um, so that is your current jurisdiction. It doesn't mean you can't operate outside of the city limits, uh, or outside of that section of the city's limits. It's just, mm-hmm. um, the law enforcement is separated out into those sections. Um, it, it's kind of confusing on how the whole logistics of the, uh, the government works. But, uh, as mentioned before, there is a high council that, uh, each of the five CEOs of the major companies, Alchemco being one of them, uh, that sit on this high council and actually rule over the city. There are also eight other members to this council, one from each of the eight districts of the city as well, who represent the people um, and the smaller businesses' interests in the city. So this is like close to a, like, it's basically a corporate run. Yes city yeah right? it's it's mostly corporate run um and even to be honest with you each of the different districts uh the business owners uh and small businesses of that district kind of make a lot of the decisions as to who runs that district and influence it as well so even at the smaller scale it is also very influenced by business and is there like voting like wh- what kind of uh uh, so citizens each get a vote. Businesses, business owners get a larger vote <laughs> than normal citizens. Okay. Hmm. All right. And and is there any problem? Like, do the do the different precincts have any like beef with each other or anything, anything like that? Any known fucking problems? Or- no. Uh, so actually, in your beginning time here with the precinct, you did actually have a run-in where. Uh, you were chasing down a culprit who had gone across the um, 
the district lines to uh, downtown. And uh, what ended up happening was you caught them, but the downtown precinct just took the credit for it. Because it's under their jurisdiction, they normally take the credit for anything that happens there. So it's not like you don't have any power there. It's just more they take responsibility for that section of the city and you take responsibility for your section of the city. So, Fair enough. They won't have any problems working uh, working with us if like we need to. Or based like- on your interaction so far, that is the case. So, cool. All right, let's go talk to El Kemko again. All right. So yeah, you uh, take your quad motor on over. Uh, let's see, and it starts up just fine this time, and you're able to squeal on down to the downtown city and roll up to Alchemco Central Labs. And as you go in, uh, you're able to uh, request an audience with the uh, scientist that Bertram knows from his partying and, you know, he's met him in a a bar before. And you guys have uh, been talking. You know, so that's how you know what he does. And uh, he is, or actually, uh, she is Inaza. uh, And she works basically as a lab tech uh, working on new formulas to create better potions and other things to help society. Uh, But you're able to go to the front desk and kind of request an audience with her. Um, And uh, you, uh, you wait for a short while as, uh, Someone goes back to find her, and she comes out. She's in a lab coat. She's got uh, spectacles on, and she's, ah, Bertram. Nice to see you again. Anaza. What? And you, as always, looking wonderful today. Why are you coming to bother me at work here? Come on, I mean. Well, uh, I was wondering if you could perhaps put us in touch with, um, well, it's a bit of a story. Do you have some time of course is this uh is this official business and she kind of smiles at that like jokingly uh officially unofficial ah okay uh yeah i i can take my uh my lunch you want to you want to go around the corner there's a small bar there we can chat sounds wonderful uh yeah let me uh let me just go get changed and i'll be right back out so she goes back and comes back out in street clothes uh, and she uh, leads you down the street to um, a small corner bar that sells uh, some tacos. Uh, so you all sit down. Uh, she orders, you know, some food for you, uh, for herself. Um, anything to drink? And she she looks to you three. No thanks. Okay, so Dirk and Bert, or Dirk and Adam are with him. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, I'll introduce them. And also, this is. Uh my two longest and closest friends, Adam and Dirk. Nice to meet friends of uh, Bertram. Nice to meet you, too. Adam will give a handshake. Uh, yeah, she has actually quite a firm handshake for such a small <laughs> creature. Uh, yeah, so uh, anything to drink while we while we chat? Uh, uh, sure, of course. Of course. All right. Uh, she, she motions over and uh, a waiter comes over. Collects your orders and we'll bring back drinks for you. Um, 
So, all right, all right. What is what is this about? Uh, so, it's about some alchemco supplies that were stolen. I'm just kind of uh, gonna look around the bar to see if anyone else is watching or taking note of our conversation. Uh, yeah, go ahead and make a perception check. Would Adam be able to do the same, seeing that Bertram's like also you know, glancing around? Yeah, of course. Trying to do it a little surreptitiously, like, uh, not like an owl looking yeah. around in the middle of the night. But, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> never, mind, never mind then. Adam might not. I mean, with, with our work history, Adam would know exactly what Bertram's doing. Yeah. Well, then I am going to roll it. <laughs> All right. I got 15. I got an 18. Okay. And 18. All right. So neither of you uh, think that anyone's listening in on your conversation. So some Alchemco supplies have gone uh, missing, and we're tasked to do the due diligence of the law-keeping forces here. And to be honest, we could use some of your help. Um, it would be helpful for us to know what exactly we are looking for, but the powers that be aren't forthcoming. I was hoping, not that I would ask you to put yourself in a um, precarious position, perhaps you could point us to someone that may be able to tell us what's in uh, the warehouse of question and... Maybe we simply need to reach out in a more personal touch rather than through the bureaucracy of our establishments. I see. Uh, what sort of substances are we talking about here? Um, Is it anything that I might have worked with? Uh, you know, I deal with most... I'm going to write down the uh, substance code that they gave us and then just show that to her and I want to watch her face for any reaction Isn't this some good quality music? This is Nature Claimed Ruins, Hallowed Grounds by Mark Colette from BattleBards.com. That's where we get all our background music and sound effects for the show. What is BattleBards? BattleBards is the most premium audio library ever created for the tabletop gaming experience, along with tools built specifically to use the audio seamlessly in-game. Tailor-made background music inspired by fantasy races and locations, voiceover scripts written to bring life to everyday NPC interactions, and a colossal array of bone-crushing, spell-blasting sound effects. This is BattleBards. If you're looking to get the best value out of BattleBards.com, I would recommend giving BattleBards Prime subscription a try. With this monthly subscription, you can enjoy streaming access to all BattleBards content, access to all BattleBards tools, including their soundboard and mixer, 
the ability to upload and mix your own private audio library, and 20% off all purchases of sounds you wish to permanently add to your collection. I think this is enough for me. Go check it out for yourself and see what they have to offer. Now, let's get back to Dice Heist. Yeah, so go ahead and make an insight check. 17. 17, yeah. Uh, so as soon as she reads it, there's kind of almost a little bit of confusion. Um, this doesn't make complete sense. Uh, so the 861, uh, that's... This is definitely a military application, I guess. Uh, but... I don't think I've ever heard of a project with this designation designation specifically. This uh all right. Well, that is useful still. Uh quick question to the DM. Would Dirk be able to use minor illusion to create sort of like uh an image of like one of the beefed up kobolds to kind of like portray like this is what we saw? Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Um I'm just going to ask Okay, so yeah, he he would he would try to do it in a uh, inconspicuous way, and maybe just like put it on the page that Bertram showed to her, and just be like, "Yeah, we saw th- we saw this down there, and it was <clears throat> and it was uh, connected to this code, this product code, and he'll just cast the minor illusion on the page there." Oh my! Um, and you do like a small like. Uh, shifting of the animation from like the size of the cobalt to give her a reference to uh, the size that they grow to and kind of the the how their physique changes. And you're sure they took the substance before this happened? It's, it seems highly coincidental um, that it wouldn't be the same substance, but. Uh, she, her brow is getting quite furled, and she's just, this is, this is fucking bullshit. I, Alchemco was supposed to have stopped running these sorts of chemicals. These sorts of chemicals I've seen, seen testing done on these about a couple years ago there were some reports through the internal uh network sent out to us that they were doing testing and were near a breakthrough on this new sort of super serum that they were able to give to uh soldiers in the field uh, just a quick inoculation a quick capsule that they take or you know something that they could drink a shot whatever that would give him superior strength, increased size, and increased speed. But I... This... This was supposed to be shut down a while ago. They they realized that the testing was too detrimental to 
the test subjects and they weren't recovering. It just, it was an awful scandal, honestly. Um, I'm trying to remember who the scientists were that worked on this project. I, I can't remember their names. Um, but... Does it sound like she's being truthful? Uh, insight check, yeah. Like, I mean, can... Go ahead. Try to detect some some lying if I can. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Oh, no. Lost it. <laughs> there we go. That is a four. So, according to my... <laughs> Uh, rogue ability, I get to treat that four as an eight. Wait, what? Yeah, anytime I'm trying to, like, the, the, uh, use oh, my insight okay. to, like, detect yeah. lies and shit, I'd treat a roll as, uh, that's, like, lower, lower than an eight oh, okay, as cool. an eight. So, with that in mind, that's 15. Uh, so with a 15, you, uh, you're pretty sure she's not lying. She seems quite sincere here uh and how she's saying this um this is bullshit i can't believe they're doing this they're hiding it from us i either they never stopped or um they already had some made and decided to make a profit anyway or they it fell into the wrong hand bertram you know me you know i I only work for Alchemco because I can help people by creating these new serums that, you know, can act quicker, save lives, and just keep people safe in general. I don't I don't care about the military applications of it, and frankly, I'm kind of sickened by this right here. What do you need? What do you need me to do? I can I can try and figure out who the scientists that worked on this project before were um and maybe give you an edge there that would be helpful um but Nanza, i don't want you to put yourself at risk to do this i, I mean i don't i don't think that's up to you is it it's, that's up to me i i'm choosing to put myself on the line here because because i don't believe what my company is doing is right and as a member of that company, it is my responsibility to make sure that they are doing what is right. I won't be able to sleep tonight if Very I don't well. help you. I uh, can understand and appreciate that. Really. But still be careful, because if uh, the wrong people find out that you're digging into things, could be really bad news for you okay that'll be sitting on our conscious as well i'll try to cover up my search history as i look through <laughs> the uh <laughs> documents <laughs> uh but no I'm, I'm gonna i'll go down to the records and i'm gonna try and figure out who who was in charge of this project if any specifics on this particular uh code comes about more than just military uh, would be helpful as well yeah i i'll get any information i can on this code um i'm gonna go down to the records office uh i i need to find some information on a uh, health potion that failed um a couple months ago anyways so uh, and she kind of winks at you uh when she says that so you know 
kind of the perfect timing. Uh, I'll head down there this afternoon. I need some time to kind of find through that, and I'll give you guys a call uh, tonight if you guys... I'll, I'll, I'll send you guys a message tonight to find out, or to let you know what I found, um, and we can meet back up and, you know, just, uh, yeah, shit. All right. Um, well, uh, thank uh, you, and be careful. Yeah, I will. Uh, listen, thank you, Bertram, for trusting me here. I uh, really appreciate that. Well, hopefully next time we meet, uh, we'll be under more celebratory circumstance. Yeah, yeah. Drinks are on you, right? Of course. As is lunch, I think, ah, today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Dirk wants to real quick uh, cast message mm-hmm. uh, and speak into her mind so it's not mm-hmm. verbal. <laughs> it sounds like someone from Alchemico really doesn't want this to be found, so keep an eye out. Could be anyone there. And uh, as you're kind of like making eye contact while you cast this spell, she kind of looks back at you and you get a a message back that says, don't worry, I'm small. People don't notice me to begin with. And and she'll give you a little wink. Um, So you guys sit and enjoy the rest of your lunch um, before heading out. Um, you guys have quite a bit of time here, as she said she couldn't go back till this evening. Um, so you got a couple hours to kind of kill before you'll be able to get the information from her. So if there's anything else you would like to do during that time, we can do that now. I would like to, because uh, I haven't had a chance to yet, if you're calling to work right away, um, I want to see what information I can dig up on dear old dad uh, and his kind of life here in Agelfia. Uh just like I don't know if I can find like it just like his history here so Bertram can kind of so what in the information you were given is that he is the a council seat for this district mm-hmm. of Agelfia which means he's one of the most powerful people in the city However, that also means that there's a lot of public scrutiny towards him. Uh, so you would be able to find any information on him uh, at the city records, uh, both in uh, newspapers and also just general records on him from his um, his election and whatnot. Yeah, I'm looking for everything, like tabloids. And like yeah, so you... you <laughs> actual articles, like actual dudes. Yeah. Like all of it, all of it. Because he... This person never existed, as far as Bertram knows. So. Yeah, so you can go back to the pu- go down to the public records and kind of get as much information as possible on them. Sure. Uh, are you taking the other two along with you? I will tell them where I'm going. It's up to them. Yeah, Dirk, Dirk had some other uh, plans of what he wanted to do. So first of all, since since Dirk have got that note uh, from Gandon or. That was signed, Gandon. Uh, that it wasn't over. Dirk would pretty much be like always keeping an eye out, and he has, he likes to keep Zed on his shoulders and like, just kind of like slowly scanning the area to see if there's ever a familiar figure that pops up 
you know, in multiple places that we go as if there's somebody, you know, tailing us or keeping an eye on us, if that makes sense. Yeah, I will definitely keep that in mind if anyone ever is tailing you. Okay. And then also Dirk wanted to just do some general uh, background research on the known criminal organizations in yeah. the town. Yeah, that's fine. And see if he can find any connections there. Yeah, sounds good. So you can probably go down to the police records and kind of sift through um, arrest records and uh, known aliases, stuff like that, to try and get a... If anyone has a rap sheet of warehouse break-ins. Yeah, rap sheet of warehouse break-ins. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you can get a good idea of any gangs that are in the area, stuff like that. Uh, pretty much all organized okay. crime. So, sure. Uh, so, Adam, what are you doing with your time here? I'm trying to think of what I want to do there. Um, might just end up going to. I don't know if it's considered the same place where you'd find like public records, but uh, like library. And. want to start. I don't know if it's going to be super useful, but I'd want to start reading books regarding, like, cobalt anatomy. Okay, yeah. Uh, you could probably just go to a general library for that. Uh, you don't need to go quite down to public records. Uh, I brought up public records because they have... It's it's basically, like, a very large library that extends to pretty much most literature, if not all, in Agelphia, as well as all newspaper articles, stuff like that. It's all cataloged there as well. Cool. Okay. So uh, for you, though, that's more of just a pure, you know, anatomy sort of thing. Um, in fact, you do know that uh, in the precinct, there is a small library associated with that sort of um, like uh, biology and also like the anatomy of different creatures uh, for the use of the different um, examiners and uh, technicians. Even better. So. Oh, and I and I'd also want to try to do research to, like, identify exactly what the fuck is in the sewers that is that was like chomping on Bertram. Yeah, trying to think of like what would what would fit like what creature would like that kind of habitat. Um. So based on your initial reaction, and also, uh it being noticed as almost common in the sewers by uh, the other uh, uniformed cop who basically said like, oh yeah, they're pretty common down here. Mm. Uh, He suggested that it was some sort of crocodile, but he was pretty surprised at the size of it. Right. So, Uh uh, and based on what you know of crocodiles from your reading, you're pretty sure that that's, that's what it is, but you're not sure, you know. Why is it so large is a good question. So, Well, I think uh, Adam would assume that maybe a crocodile got a hold of one of those vials, chomped it. Yeah, got that is a, that's a fair assumption. Well, uh, or maybe just some of that, or like a good amount of that chemical was just dumped in the fucking sewer water down there. I don't know. All possibilities. Things to uh, look into. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna split you guys off and kind of you all separate. Uh, we'll start back up at the top with Bertram. Uh, Bertram, I need you to kind of make an investigation check. 
to see what you are able to dig up on your father once you get down to the... Ten. Yep, so you got a 10. So with a 10, you're able to find some general information leading up to his election. So from there, you can figure out that your father actually has been recently elected to the office uh, within the last month. So he was elected while you were still here in Agelfia. Um, however, as you check through and you kind of like go back through all the different news articles leading up to this, it seems as if your father has lived here for the past five to ten years. But that seems quite impossible considering he lived with you in Vago for that time. It's kind of confusing, but you're getting the gist that somehow he was also living in Agelfia. You're not really sure what's going on there. Were there like periods of time uh, in Vega where he'd just like go missing? Not for like an extended period of time, but you know, there'd be a day or two where he just wasn't there, you know? Okay. He'd dip in and out of your life here and there, but he wasn't, you know, ever gone for multiple weeks at a time. What would be necessary for him to go to Vega and or go to Agelfia and come back at least via... Normal modes of transportation, at least. Okay. Um, it also shows some indication that he is the head of a shipping company in Eastern Dock area. Uh, and that he was in charge of a lot of the shipping in and out of the city. Uh, and go ahead and make... I'm trying to think. Hmm. Make a history check. 13. 13. So with a 13, you kind of think back for a moment. We've discussed before that your father sold curios and things like that. Mm -hmm. But the curios were sold for an abnormally large price to most of these gangsters and, you know, low life of the city, as well as, you know, some other businesses as well. But you're now thinking on it and you're pretty sure that there were always businessmen of some sort. And you can kind of possibly put some sort of connection in that maybe, you know, the additional cost could have been rights to have their goods shipped with his company, possibly. But why why did he have this giant front? It doesn't make sense. The pieces aren't all lining up, but you can see how they might fit together now a little bit more. Uh, but either way, it's still very upsetting to you to see this you know, proof that there was some sort of double life going on for your father, apparently, during this time. Whether it be two separate people, or if it's the same person somehow, you know, magically transporting themselves back and forth quickly, or something else, mm -hmm. but it seems as if you're, there's more questions to answer now, and fewer were answered. Okay. From there, we can uh, kind of go over to Dirk who is looking into the criminal organizations of the city of Agelfia. You're able to find a handful that live or that operate out of this area. However, due to businesses kind of controlling the power and in a sense controlling the police department because of this, um, you notice that most of them get shut down fairly quickly if there's any interruption of business going on. So the only few are ones that operate uh, with businesses, 
So often what you'll see is, you know, a business itself is marked down as dealing with this criminal organization illegally and, you know, using them for their advantage against another company to try and get a, a, a foot in the door, you know, or a head start against them. So uh, a lot of what you're finding is um, a combination of uh, information being transported back and forth between these companies via these um, these criminal organizations as almost being an information farm uh, being sold to the highest bidder. Um, like knowing, say for example, that this product is going to be released on this date, so the competing company would be sold that information so that they could release it a week earlier to get a jump on the sales sort of thing. Um, and that's that's a lot of what you're seeing uh, because... Because businesses kind of run the city, a lot of the crime is even related to those businesses succeeding. Um, and, and a lot of the times the businesses get caught um, and you're noticing that oftentimes it's an employee that's marked down as the perpetrator, not the business owner, as being the one to kind of go out of their way and to uh, do these illegal acts, I guess. Right, so that they can benefit by selling out to another correct company correct or something like or that. vice versa and they're they're seemingly a scapegoat in some instances as well for the ceos who or the business owners who have you know said oh yeah they were just doing this without my knowledge sort of thing to kind of save themselves from buying information from these criminal organizations um but that's that's the majority of what you're able to get from this if you'd like, you can roll an investigation check to see if you can find anything deeper. Of course. Let's see. 12 plus 7, so that's uh, 19. 19. Okay. So with a 19, you come across an interesting article from about four months ago. And what's interesting about it is the individual who was arrested for the crime. Uh, it seems to be a female white dragonborn who was arrested. And she was arrested for selling information to another company on Alchemco specifically. However, uh, she escaped during the arrest and was not heard of from since then. She is currently considered on the run. Uh, the name listed is uh, Elidor, but other than that, you're not really sure. But as you look at it, you're pretty sure that this was the guard that was at the warehouse. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, it's all coming together. Uh, however, you do recognize that that's not the same name that was used. Right. Okay. Cool. So. All right. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a, definite piece of the puzzle right there yeah uh so adam yes you are able to uh go down and check out the library and get some more information on kobolds and their physiology yes. mainly looking for like their usual strengths or weaknesses um he would be trying to trying to look at their like uh what's it called circulatory system i suppose to see 
you know, where the major arteries are. Uh, okay. Other weak points. Okay, yeah. So you can go ahead and give me a investigation check uh, as you're able to find a book uh, and trying to dece- discover these things from that book. This is a good one. This is going to be 25. 25. Okay, yeah. So you are able to determine um, that their skeletal structure and also uh, their vascular systems are very similar to that of Dragonborn. Okay. And you assume also dragons as well. Uh, But you also find some more information on a little bit more into the history of these kobolds. And it seems like you're picking up that kobolds are actually just dragonborn. But there was a period of time a few hundred years ago where there was some severe inbreeding going on in the city between certain families who were trying to keep their blood pure and stay noble before the city had become the government right. it is. And what ended up happening is their offspring became smaller, more diminutive, less fierce, less powerful, and these kobolds that we know today. So, like, they basically fell from their high, like, social standing, those families, and became the kobolds, who were homeless and, you know, have intermingled with each other. Uh, But there have been a handful of kobolds that have risen from this, but you, you, in this book on their physiology, you are able to discern where their origin came from as there is a lot of note put taken um, to the similarities between it or between uh, kobold and dragonborn uh, physiology. Cool. Uh, I just wanted to note real quick that this uh, lore with the kobolds differs quite a bit from traditional 5e lore, but that's totally cool because it's your, your world. No, it does. It does. A lot of my lore does differ quite significantly from traditional 5e lore. Yeah, I just I just wanted yeah, the audience to know that that way yeah. they don't like think that's like standard. Yeah. Yeah, I I that's most of why I really wanted to try and do my little excerpts in the episode 0 and also our few in between episodes that we do. Cuz that gives me an opportunity to kind of give them, you know, what's different in my world compared to traditional D&D or Dragonlance or, you know, the other worlds that are out there. So Um, I was definitely inspired by them, but a lot of these things are just, you know, changes that I've made to it. Right. I like it. So that's what Adam is able to discern from that. As Bertram is kind of heading back to the precinct from his investigating in the city records, he's, you're, you're feeling kind of just completely unsatisfied by the information you've gathered so far. And you feel that small hum from your pocket again as you get a message on your notepad. Yeah, I'll see you uh, trying to reach me. Uh, and instantly the name pops up at the top that it is Inaza. Okay. What'd she say? Uh, it says, I have more information. Meet me at my apartment. We can talk about it there. Don't forget to bring a bottle of the good stuff. I Winky will face. 
Um, I will get what I know to be our favorite kind of wine on the way there later, noting it now. Yeah, um, that's it's a small joke between you guys, as uh, yeah. you guys, you know, have drank together before, so. It seems to be the, the pattern with uh, Bertram and his contacts. I know. Is <laughs> 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 it how do you think we meet? <laughs> yeah right that's kind of where I was going with that too um, uh, so you meet back up with Dirk and Adam uh, and head on over to her apartment correct uh, or are you yeah, just going I, over there I, by I, yourself no I'll tell them uh, that she contacted me with says she has more info like I'll write to them in the page um, and have them meet meet you there yeah. yep. okay cool so yeah, you guys all converge together on her apartment, and you arrive together quite, you know, pretty close together. Uh, she lets you all in, says, thank you guys for coming. I, I I, was able to find a little bit more information on this. I'm really glad I was able to help. And she looks down and sees that you actually brought a bottle of wine, and she kind of snickers like, I was, I was kidding about that, but thank oh, you. I never joke about alcohol. I I know, I know. I I have plenty of wine here, and she takes it from you. And can can I pour you guys a glass? Sure. Yes, please. So she grabs four glasses down, and she pours you all wine and passes it around. All right. So this is what I was able to get from them. The there were three people that were working quite diligently on this project. And and Adam's gonna have his uh, like journal open while while she's saying this. So there were three scientists working on this. Uh, the first was a dwarf named Carl. Uh, the second was uh, a female dragonborn uh, named Adenal, and the third was Fenian, who was a wood elf. She don't see many of those around here, but he's a wood elf. Um, Quick, sorry, sorry to uh, interrupt. Would you be able to recognize uh, the dragonborn if you saw her? Uh, I I should. Um, Yeah, and she actually reaches behind her and grabs a small folder and starts flicking through it and... uh, she passes you three small um, kind of like images. They're in black and white, but uh, they show the three individuals that she just mentioned, or at least a, uh, a headshot of them. Okay. Does the dragonborn look familiar? Uh, so the dragonborn does not look like the one you saw from your research earlier. Okay. Uh, and as you look a little bit further, she passes you each like a small... Uh, page that kind of describes their relation to the company um, and it's the the dragonborn you see is a female green dragonborn uh, okay. so doesn't quite match the description of the one you ran into before uh, right. sorry so anyways uh, they worked on this project for soldier enhancement like I told you before uh, they were trying to incorporate what we've been trying to develop as a haste potion 
or capsule. A growth capsule, which we have successfully created. And finally, a some sort of rage capsule as well. Very similar to the barbarians that you hear about off in the, the seas. The, oh, what are they called? The horned cow people. What are they, what are they called? Minotaurs. Minotaurs. That's what they are. Yeah, those things. Um, yeah, they're often barbarians, and they, they rage out, and this they're able to destroy things with their bare hands in just such a aggressive manner and feel almost no pain as they as they do this. I I think it's insane. But that was that was what they were going for, to be able to inject our soldiers with this sort of DNA, I guess, or this sort of, you know, serum. So, uh, this is the code for that serum, and that this is exactly what it is. I, I found more information on it, but these three worked on it. And unfortunately, uh, two weeks after the inc- or the uh, project was shut down six months ago, uh, Fenian, the, the wood elf, he died. He just died in a lab accident, apparently. Part of me is really worried that it was a cover-up by the company. I, I don't know why, but just have this feeling. Uh, the the dwarf um, Carl he he retired last uh, what was it uh, a couple months ago I think. It says it right there on a sheet, uh, and she points to it on the sheet, and it says he retired about two months ago. But okay. this this female dragonborn uh, Adel Adenal, she still works uh, for the company. She actually works in your district. Um, if you'd like, I can try and set up an appointment with her specifically to have a chat about something. Um, I can go based off of her current projects that she's working on and try and give you a little bit more to go off of there, if that's what you'd like. Um, but I, I think you need to talk to her uh, as she's the only surviving member, or at least the only one still working for this company. The gossip that I was hearing about Carl was that he left after... He, he just couldn't stand people trying to shove down the fact that Fenian died as an accident and it wasn't the company doing it. So, I don't know. He would be a good option as well. Sounds like some good leads. I, I hope this will help you guys. Um, listen, if there's anything else you need, just let me know. I'll, I'll do my best to help you. We appreciate what you've done for us so far. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time. Yeah, and uh, specifically until next time on Dice Heist, because uh, we're going to wrap up the episode right here. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. So you guys are able to get some good information from An- uh, from Inaza. Oh, my God. I almost called her Anna Lynn. Hmm. <laughs> 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 She does look like her. No. Uh, nah, she did. <laughs> yeah, she very did. Um, you were able to get some good information from Anaza as she uh, was able to dig into the project that created this serum. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. We can't wait to get back to you with the next episode of Dice Heist. Uh, keep, keep an ear out. Uh, and can't wait to see you guys next time. Bye. Later. See ya. See you guys.
Thank you all for listening to this episode of Dice Heist. Our next episode will be released on Sunday, June 13th. I want to give a special thanks to Nick for letting us use his song, Something for Now, for our intro and outro. I'd also like to thank my wife, Erica, for her wonderful support and her work on our show notes and additional help writing flavor text. I'd like to thank BattleBards for their help improving our show with their great library of background music, soundscapes, and sound effects. If you guys have any ideas for different gadgets that are magical or tech-based, please feel free to send us them via Twitter or Facebook, and we can try and incorporate them into the show. Don't worry, we'll make sure to give you guys credit for it, and anything you guys send us, I will at least consider and try to find a way to incorporate into our show because your input is so valuable to us. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Dice underscore Heist and on Facebook at Dice Heist Podcast. Feel free to reach out to us there or send us an email at DiceHeistPodcast at gmail.com. Lastly, I want to mention the giveaway that we've been running for a while. To enter to win in this giveaway, all you have to do is like, share, and follow any of our posts on either of the social media sites. Doing so enters you to win either a set of dice, a scale mail dice bag, or a chain mail owl keychain. We will be drawing six winners, and we probably will be drawing it towards the end of July. But stay tuned on social media to hear exactly when we will be drawing, and make sure to check your inboxes once that date comes up, because you might be the lucky winner, and we need to know how to send it to you. I'd like to say one last thing before signing off. Happy birthday, Mom. Sorry you are traveling today, but I hope this puts a smile on your face. I love you very much. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of Dice Heist. Actually, uh, she is a gnome by the name of, let me come up with this on the spot, do, 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 I'm not looking up names in a random generator, come on, load, load. And uh, by using these contact points, are they like a contact forever, or is this a, like a favor I'm cashing in? As long as she's alive, yeah, I mean... I like and yeah. make the answer at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, technically, Davis is still your contact. However, you might need some spells to kind of <laughs> some speed chat with dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Get some names here. Oh, there we go. I like that one. I'm probably hungry. I think just after eating lunch, probably all of us are hungry because no, we are no, eating right now. Yeah, actually. yeah. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> currently okay. eating. I got you.